This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. A little bit of a twist with this podcast. We get a chance to talk to Jeff Webb, United States Naval Academy class of 1995 and the president and CEO of the Naval Academy Alumni Association and Foundation. Jeff, welcome to Radio Stockdale. Hey, thank you, Michael. Glad to be here with you. Thank you. Good to be here with you, too. You know, this is not really a, a big introduction of, of, of Jeff Webb, but I'm going to tick off some of the things about you, and then we'll move on. I'm going to kind of go in reverse order where you are right now. You had 15 years in wealth management uh, at Bessemer and J.P. Morgan. You're the co-founder of Run to Honor, a nonprofit dedicated to perpetuating the memory of Naval Academy alumni lost in combat and training. Five years in Naval Special Warfare, including a SEAL platoon uh, commander, among other posts, BS in Ocean Engineering at the Naval Academy, and an MBA at UVA. Anything I'm missing? I think you hit all the big ones, Michael. You um, you didn't mention my wife, who is an ah. important part of my story. So I, I would add in that I'm, I'm married to Shannon Webb, who's a class of 2004 graduate and served as an EOD officer. And we have four children together. You know, it's it's always it's always good and very important to mention your wife. And as we start this story, I'll I'll, I'll mention my wife just for a second because, you know, she's a pretty smart person, and she tells me all about this random walk I've been taking for the last forty plus years. You know, through my career, and and that's what I want to talk about with you because I want to talk about this concept of becoming blue and gold. I want to talk about how you got to where you are. And let's start, if you don't mind, to talk about who you were before you came to the Naval Academy, before you became a midshipman. Sure. You know, I grew up in an Air Force family. So my father was a career Air Force pilot and my mom was a wonderful Air Force spouse. And we moved all around the country and the world. And one of those posts for my family was my father serving at the Pentagon which involved us spending weekends in Annapolis. And I was exposed here to the Naval Academy at the opportune age. From fifth grade through eighth grade, I was spending many weekends in Annapolis because we had a little sailboat that we'd spend time on. Uh, so I, I grew up with a, a model from the military. And then my dad's friends were military, one of whom was a 68 grad and was the SEAL of a submarine during the time that, um, that I knew him as a young man. And seeing midshipmen walk around in whites and touring a submarine and watching Top Gun and watching uh, the movie Navy SEALs when I was in high school all added up to me being highly enthusiastic about serving and, and coming to the Naval Academy specifically. Tell me a little bit more about that experience. What was the experience like for you to blend that identity of who you were, how you grew up with your identity once you got to Navy? You know, I don't know that I came in with a tremendous identity other than I was familiar with part of the military and I was a hardworking high school kid who had big dreams of serving in the Navy. But I would say the, the academy was integral in shaping an identity for me. You know, I think I identified as a good kid and a decent student and hardworking athlete, good teammate, that kind of thing. Uh, but shaping myself as a future officer and as a leader that's what took place here at the Naval Academy. Did you know what you wanted to do when you got here? 
I thought I did. I thought I wanted to fly planes. I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be like Maverick. So I was part of that era. And I was generally aware of the SEAL teams. I mentioned the movie that I saw in high school, which, uh, you know, of course, is nothing like what the SEAL teams are really like. But anyway, it was exciting and thrilling. But I didn't know that you could do that from the Naval Academy. But then I got here. And I did some summer training, got a chance to go to dive school. I met some upper class who were headed in that direction, who were very influential on me. And I set that as my goal after plebe year to uh, seek a SEAL billet. Tell me how the teams forged who you became as a leader, or were you? did you feel like you were a leader already when you got there? You know, I felt like I was in a terrific position to be a, a young leader in the SEAL teams, but I think any graduate who gets out into their warfare specialty, you've got a lot of learning to do. So you might understand the basic leadership tenets, but applying that to, to your area of expertise, I think there are nuances into what the job requires and the type of people you're working with and what they need from your leadership. So the academy, I think, gave me the basics and got me in the right frame of mind to go out there with, with humility and curiosity and also some confidence to be a leader, but it, w- it was a whole new process once I got into SEAL training and once I got to a SEAL team. One of the things I noticed when I actually uh, went to my first unit is that there weren't academy guys all over the place. They were there and, and, I, and I saw them, but there were people in docs from a lot of other places, both officer and especially enlisted. And, and I learned that I needed to learn from them also. So, I mean, the foundation you're talking about you know, based on the things you learned at Annapolis were incredibly important. But tell me how Annapolis, the four years by the base, so to speak, helped open your mind to, to know that there are more things to learn out there. Right. Well, I think it starts with the leadership models that you have at the Naval Academy. And in my case, there were some company officers who were very influential, some senior enlisted SEALs who were stationed on the yard at the time. And this, that was the early days of the senior enlisted SEAL advisors or senior enlisted advisors of any, any kind. And then the midshipmen leaders, some of my classmates who led me at various points and the upper class. Um, having all of those different models and having that training here in Annapolis gets you in the right frame of mind, get, gets you prepared to go out there, like I said, with the curiosity and the humility to learn your job. And you bring up such an important point for the SEAL teams, it sounds like for you as well, about how critical the senior enlisted are to your development, where you have rank and positional authority over them, but they have the experience. You know, They've done four deployments. They've been to all the schools. They've been in combat. They've been in all kinds of operations. They've seen all kinds of different leaders, yet you know, here, here they are as a resource to you if you know how to accept it and how to work with them the right way. I think you're absolutely right. Now let's let's expand that a little bit. You you did your time. That doesn't mean you were convicted of anything here, Jeff, but you did your time. <laughs> and 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 you you've had a, an, another career outside. Tell me how the academy, the yard, you know, your your experience in the teams shaped your concept of leadership with the things you've done since you left the Navy. Yeah. yeah my experience in the corporate world is that when you're working with a colleague, a client, the fact that you went to the Naval Academy, there's something they understand about you right out of the gate because of the reputation 
of the Naval Academy. People associate the Naval Academy with, with leaders and people who you can trust. And establishing trust is important in any line of work. Uh, but in my experience in the financial services world, it was critical to, to be able to build that. And being from the Naval Academy, you know, gave you that start in a sense, maybe set you off on the right foot, but then you had to prove it. You know, you had to, you know, reinforce why you are trustworthy and be a good teammate and be, be a good, uh, a good client person in my case. I like what you're saying. You walk into a meeting, you walk into a room, someone sees your ring or whatever, they know you're, you're a grad. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got this, you know, this, this mantle that you can stand upon, but then you've got to prove yourself as you go forward. Now you you've done a lot of that stuff and now you're back. What do you want to accomplish now that you're back? Well, let me just say that I have won the career lottery by being able to come back in the position I am serving in. My wife and I are just thrilled to be in Annapolis serving an institution and an alumni that we care deeply about. And, you know, what, what do I want to accomplish? You know, we've got two main jobs here at our organization. One job is to support the Naval Academy. So each decade or so, the superintendent will work with us at the Naval Academy Foundation to help us understand what the Naval Academy needs to achieve excellence in areas that the government might not support. So for me, we're working on some very ambitious goals to serve the Naval Academy by organizing private philanthropic support over the coming years. Now, this support happens all the time. It's ongoing. As you know, we have an important relationship our donors do in supporting the Stockdale Center, but we get very strategic about it at certain times, and we're in that mode right now. So that's one job is to continue to deliver much-needed support at the Naval Academy. And the second job, what, what I really want to do is have an impact on our alumni's lives. You know, we are here to support and serve our alumni through various programs. And people might think of reunions and shipmates and Army, Navy, and those type of activities when they think of us at the Alumni Association and Foundation. But we really want to have impact and meaning all throughout our, our members' lives, whether they're looking for a new career, whether they're getting older and need different types of support from us or, or from their shipmates. So th those are a few of the big things that we're focused on right now. Jeff, I really like what you're saying about the alumni focus, especially because, you know, perhaps this is one of the first entrees into, you know, a, a program like this around becoming blue and gold. There are 60,000 alums out there with 60,000 stories. And, you know, I love hearing your story about who you were before you got here and how the how the yard shaped you and what you've done since then. We're going to do more of these, right? We are. And we are storytellers. We tell stories through shipmate. We are helping our distinguished graduates share their stories when they are recognized. So we are trying to find more and interesting ways to share more of our alumni stories. And technology enables that and creativity of using the existing platforms enables that as well. So let's on the on, on the way out of this, Jeff. Let me ask you the sixty four thousand dollar question: What makes the yard so special as, as an incubator for ethical leadership? We ask so much of our midshipmen that there is a an intellectual, a physical, and ethical rigor that is required for them to perform 
everything that they are asked to do. And so when I, when I think about um, what we need from our mids and, and how they are trained, it's just such a unique incubator where they're being developed in all these different dimensions all at the same time. And there's, there's really no hiding and there are no shortcuts in, in their development. And the fact that everything that they do is grounded in the honor concept and that that is such an important part of the culture where they learn if they didn't know already how to do the right thing and behave the right way. And just having that as a, a moral anchor to all the different ways that they're developing here, I think makes the place special. Mr. Jeff Webb, president and CEO of the Naval Academy Alumni Association and Foundation. Thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale. You're welcome, Michael. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts. 